Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2023 Vice President of Marketing and Communications. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hupka, and I am the 2023 Vice President of Membership and Outreach, as well as a member of the Pod Squad here at the Metro DC chapter of ATD. We also have Helena Hodges, Vice President of Finance and Operations, as our producer. Now, for this episode, we are interviewing Shannon Tipton. Welcome, Shannon. Hello. I am not the ATD president, CFO, <laughs> chapter producer, or any of those sorts of functions that you guys that you guys have. But I'm happy to be here with you. We're thrilled Aww. you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so before we do get into the topic, can you share a little bit about yourself with sure. our listeners? My name is Shannon Tipton, obviously. And I own a company called Learning Rebels, where we help organizations think differently about the training that they are producing. If you have training that isn't working, training that's stuck in the mud, training that for some reason is failing you, we will help you get unstuck using non-traditional methods. And that is something that we have a whole lot of fun with here in the Chicagoland area. So I'm I'm really excited to work with the different clients that we have and using the different technologies that we support. Nice. Okay, so our topic today, macro to micro, turning big concepts into small content. Are we essentially speaking about micro? Essentially, we are. Yes. Yes. So so tell us yeah, about it. my uh, macro to micro, which was a uh, workshop that I conducted recently for the core four right there in DC. So that was a lot of fun. It's always great visiting DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, what essentially that is, it's you've got those macro programs. Everybody does. It's the onboarding. It's the sales enablement. It's leadership development. Big, fat, bloated content. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah. Generally a mess. <laughs> and so now how can we take that apart and still keep its meaningfulness, if you will, and incorporate parts into smaller bits? So then it becomes creating those micro learning elements to further support that macro content because not everything needs to be in that content. We do not need the history of sales. We do not need the history of leadership, you know. <laughs> and for some reason, every leadership program always has like 10 profiles of people in leadership. And it's like, no, that's not what we need. Mm-mm. So how can we then take the smaller parts that are so important to people and helping them be successful in the job and connecting those to some of your macro curriculum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think micro learning has become I I want to say it's trendy, but it's a good trend. It's a trend that feels like it's very much here to stay, make a difference, and there's a lot of value to it. But let me ask you a little bit about the why. Mm-hmm. So knowing what it is is really important, but why would 
organizations <clears throat> want to pursue microlearning or what does it do for a learner that perhaps some of these bigger programs don't mm-hmm. do for a learner? It's all about time, isn't it? You know, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's, and I've been working in the microlearning space since before it was all sexy. Um, since about <laughs> 2018, we've been working in the microlearning area and doing research with microlearning. And here's, here's the bit that really connects it to the importance and to the relevance. If you all will remember several years ago, Josh Burson did the um, study of the modern learner, right? So there's that infographic out. And one of the key points that you can pull away from that is that our, uh, ourselves included, our teams, they only spend 1% of their work week in professional growth and development. That is 24 minutes a week, if you think about your average work week. And that's what you're competing against. People have 24 precious moments and your competition, like it or not, is baby goats on YouTube. So now how do you, how, how do you then how do you compete with that? So the way that I like to tell people is that not only does your micro learning then have to be small, you know, short in stature, if you will, but it also has to be very compelling and very interesting. So if you're, mm. and this goes back to the macro bit, if your macro content is boring on a plate, then your micro learning isn't going to be any different. So you have to create interesting bits for people to be interested in what you are producing, be it small or large, but more compelling, Mm -hmm. even more so when you think about small things. And this is the reason why movies use trailers, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So you've got those small movie trailers and what they do is they try to incorporate everything that they think you might be interested in to get you in to watch the bigger movie, right? Okay. And so the same concept applies here. So when you've got people with limited time, limited resources, it's about getting them in, giving them something that they really need in order to be successful at the job at that moment. And then let them go on with their day. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe for those who are new to the micro learning concept, mm-hmm. what does that look like in an organization? So one of the things I like was probably like a, a is it a TikTok video yeah. or you know what is it? Does that look <clears throat> like like say for an onboarding uh, class or or leadership development yeah. program? And yes. <clears throat> To all those things. What I, what I like to tell people <laughs> is when we're in our uh, conference session is I just ask for people to raise their hands. Have you, have you ever created, um, uh, an FAQ? Have you ever created an if then chart? Have you ever created an animated video or, uh, a short TikTok video or, um, uh, like flip cards, study cards? Yes, 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 yes. All of those things are micro learning elements, every single one of them, right? Mm. Because it's about, mm-hmm. it's about being able again to help people at that moment of need. So there's no parameters around this. Now, one of the biggest myths surrounding micro learning is that it's video. Mm. So usually right. when people talk about micro learning, the word video follows. Right. So oh, micro learning videos, micro learning videos. Yep. That's not the case here. So micro learning can be, you know, high techy techy stuff. 
you know, when we talk about, you know, text messaging, chatbots, et cetera, or low techie techie stuff, you know, like your FAQ sheets or your, your, your flip cards or study guides or any of those sorts of things and everything in between. So what I like to tell people, it's about helping people at the immediate need and being very specific about it. So it's your micro learning should only address one topic at a time. No exceptions to that. One topic at a time. So this is not the place nice. to put in all of those 10 leadership profiles. That That's not <laughs> it. So you're talking about one thing and that one thing might be emotional intelligence, but it's further than that. Emotional intelligence is a yeah. very broad umbrella topic. So then there might be something else within that that you want to focus on. And that's where you go. So you almost drill it down to its smallest common denominator. And that's where you build from. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important thing to take away, too, because I've certainly heard that myth mm -hmm, plenty of mm -hmm. times. Micro learning is video. It's not. It's more about the size and the amount of content than it is about the delivery method or the format. You got me thinking about one other myth I would love for sure. you to dispel for us. This is one that I actually, I took a call from a client not too, too long ago, interested in new training, interested in micro learning. And the reason that they gave me for that is because it is easier to develop micro learning than a longer form program. <laughs> you can imagine what I said, but I want to hear what you have discuss. to say about that. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I forget, I've forgotten who said this, but they said, I would have written you a shorter letter if I had more time. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I've forgotten who said that, uh, but that's true. You know, it's, yeah. here's the process. L&D gets that knock on the door. We need customer service training. We immediately open up PowerPoint. We go to subject matter experts and we let them brain dump on 150 <laughs> slides. We upload it to Storyline and we call it a day. Great. We had a few click next buttons there you and, go. and a few shiny blinky things. And then, all right, we're done. <laughs> right. And in order to scale that down, that means having to make some decisions around yeah. what, so I like to put it into three buckets, right? You have the need to know, the nice to know, and the should know. So yeah. when you're thinking about microlearning, microlearning is all about that need. It's about that we have to know. People have to know this. And when you're having conversations with subject matter experts, that's not the easiest thing because you you I put it in the example of driving a car, right? So what do people have to know, need to know in order to make the car go forward? the way we want it to. Well, we need to know how to make it go forward. And most importantly, we need yep. to know how to make it stop. Okay. So we got those two <laughs> things. Nothing else matters, right? So it doesn't matter if you have a driver's license. It doesn't matter if you have insurance. It doesn't matter if you know how to roll down the windows. It does not matter. What matters is how do we right. make it go forward? How do we make it stop? Yeah. And that is the hard part. It's so hard to write mm. small. Right. Very easy. Like I said, we could just all plop done, but then to, to get Absolutely. everybody to agree on which items are the most critical 
<laughs> becomes very difficult. Yeah, that is the joy and the skill of the instructional yes, designer. Is. The whole team, the really. The whole team, right. It is <laughs> the hardest part of the process. Mm-hmm. The one I think has that has given every one of us collective Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because, you know, you, God love them. God love those subject matter experts where, <laughs> you know, and ourselves included, where they're like, everything yeah. has to be there. And then you end up with a slide or a e-learning image with wall-to-wall text because they're afraid. Of course. You know, where they the, the, the regulation says we have to say X, Y, Z. That usually comes from legal. It comes from risk management, right? Absolutely right. My response to that usually is, well, when was the last time we actually looked at the regulation? Okay, yeah. there's that. And secondly, I have yet to come across a regulation that says you must put this in a training program and make it as long <laughs> and as boring and with as many bullet points as you could possibly fit. Uh, <laughs> I have yet to read it's that so verbatim in a regulation anywhere. Yet that's what we do. Same. <laughs> yeah. It's the approach. Well, so it takes a special skill then. So first of all, just to get a whole bunch of SMEs to decide on what needs to go into a course. And then to drill that down to the right. absolute micro learning level. <clears throat> Any tips for those uh, struggling with that? Yeah, out there? sure. Um, get, I've tried to get people together, obviously, either virtually or in the same room. And what you do is you take the topic that you are focused on. And again, we might say how to drive a car, right? So how to drive a car. That's what goes up how to drive a car. And then the first thing you do is just brainstorm everything, everything. It doesn't matter. No right or wrong answers here. It's everything goes on that flip chart on a post-it note. Here's everything we think we need to know in order for a person to successfully drive a car without killing somebody else or themselves. Okay. So now that we have that (laughs) established, so then what you do next is we've got all of these things. Now let's categorize all of these things. So you may have things that are more uh, mechanical, things that are more knowledge-based. You might have things that are more practical, you know, so you put them all in their different categories. Then you decide which categories are the needs, which ones are that we need to know this, these categories. These are the ones they should know. Logically, you should know this. And these are the ones that go into resources. Those are the nice to know ones. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, you know, tie goes to the runner. So here's here's your need to know list and your should know list. And then that's where the discussion gets hot and heavy. And that's where you really, yes. my repetitive, my question that's on repeat, will they fail at this job if they don't know X? Mm. That's the question. Absolutely. That's always the question. You know, and that might mean that you have to go to some end users and go to the end users and say, would you be able to do your job if you didn't know the history of time? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, then we don't need to put that in the training program then, do we? Okay. You know, (laughs) do you think you'd be able to eat your lunch without knowing how to work a microwave? Um, Well, yeah. Okay. All right. So we don't need to put that in either. Okay. So those, so sometimes it means going outside of your room and talking to the end users. And what's going to end up is, again, I'll put that into that funnel analogy is that you start very wide and then you go down, 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 down. And it's almost like a Jenga tower, right? So you're pulling out the blocks 
you keep pulling out the blocks until your tower is about to fall. And when you've got to that point where your tower is about to fall, then you've got just enough content. So here's what I recommend. It's always um, as long as necessary, as short as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. As long as necessary, as short as possible, which actually goes to another micro learning myth, which is that it's about time. It's not about time. It's about content. You know, so, um, and I respectfully tell people if you are part of other micro learning webinars and where the person stands up and says micro learning must be eight minutes or shorter, then you need to question that person. Yeah. You know, because if it's going to take me five minutes to tell you how to tie your shoe, then it takes five (laughs) minutes, not three, not two, not one, five. Okay. And so, and this is where we go wrong is that we think, okay, we've got to get, they said, micro learning has got to be short. Okay. So going back to driving a car now, I've only got eight minutes, so I've got to cramp all of this information. (laughs) I got to cram three days worth of training into eight minutes. Right. And that's where we go wrong. So it's about a scalpel approach. Scalpel, 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 scalpel. And what you're left Mm. with most likely is what's going to help people do the job. Yeah. I've experienced that. I have experienced that many times. I've had clients say, we're doing micro learning, so this has to be five minutes or less. I've had Mm. them say, this must be two minutes or less. Well, the content doesn't lend itself to two Mm -hmm. minutes or less. In fact, it might lend itself to five minutes, but that's more than twice what you thought you were going to get. The reality is it's really bringing it back to that content and Mm -hmm. saying what is going to be the best strategy and fit for the content as opposed to anything else. I think that is such good advice for people to take. And it also leads me to another question because... A lot of teams, a lot of, you know, instructional designers, anybody who might be working on developing training might be very used to these longer form trainings. The ones that in some cases are rather heavy or Mm -hmm. clunky or bloated with information that doesn't need to be there. So moving or shifting over to micro learning may require a different mindset or skill set. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on skills that an instructional designer might need to, you know, work on or develop in order to be able able to approach micro learning? Are they the same as the bigger training projects you might take on? Or are there some that are more helpful? That's a really good question. Um, I would say, and they're like, that's why I'm here. Um, (laughs) That's that's right. right. Uh, I would say we really need to enhance our skills with ideation. Mm, yes. Um, we're, we're so bad at that. We really are. So anything around ideation, design thinking, you know, where it's about not just saying, thinking outside the box. It really is about taking what we already know and putting it aside and thinking again yep. to the person. And we've used learner-based, the words learner-based training, um, you know, human-centric, et cetera. And I would say, yes, but let's actually practice that. So it's not... Right. Oftentimes when we write learning objectives, for example, we're writing them from our perspective, not necessarily from the person's perspective. The question that always should be in the front of your mind is... What will, what will people be able to do? Right. And we say that a lot. 
I hear this ad nauseum at conferences <laughs> that I go to, but I don't see people actually practicing it. Right. You know, so they'll say things like, well, they should know, they should understand, they should learn. No, do, do, do. You know, will they be able to turn the widget when the turning the widget is necessary? You know, yeah. and so I think we need to get better at applying that level of thinking, you know, to what we ultimately do. And I think that's both for macro development as well as micro development, but especially mm. for micro development. And for those people who say, you know, our micro learning has to be, I don't care what you say, Shannon. Our micro learning has to be two minutes. Who decided two minutes? Who decided right. that? That's who I want to talk to. And I, and I don't <laughs> mean that from a facetious way. I seriously, I'm interested. I want to talk to you. And a lot of times they'll say, well, the research says, okay, show me that research because I have yet to find it. So if you yeah. can show me that research, <laughs> I would love to see that. Now there is some research yeah. that came out of Vimeo a while back, it was a number of years ago that talked about in and out, you know, in and out listening. Yeah. Right. You know, where people are paying attention yep. the first two minutes, you might lose them at five minutes, but if the topic is compelling, they'll be back with you at eight minutes, you know, so that, yep. yes, you know, but again, yeah. let's think differently. Let's, let's ideate more on what we can produce. Yeah. Let's focus on that content. Mm -hmm. Focus <laughs> on the delivery of that content. Absolutely. You know, I think, right. Yeah, yes. it's, look, no one comes to work to suck. No one does. <laughs> That's not the plan when they wake up. Yet we put them in that position over and over and over again because we're not providing them with the help they need in order to do the job today. Yeah. Right. So with your micro learning, especially, think about how is this helping a person be more successful today than they were yesterday? And if you can answer that question, you're on the right track. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. I am so glad that we had the opportunity to talk with you about this. Now, as you know, as many of our listeners know, we have three more questions for you. Now, they are the hardest questions that we are going <laughs> to ask you today. We disclose that up front. Before we move into those, though, any additional resources that you'd like to share or where can our listeners and viewers find you if they want to connect or ask questions or get sure. in touch? You can find me at learningrebels.com. You know, my information's all there. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. Sorry, it's still Twitter. I don't care what you all say. It's Twitter. <laughs> uh, For the old school, it right. always will be. <laughs> um, and Instagram, all the places. You can find me on all the places. And I'm, all the good stuff. I say this all of the time. Please, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I will answer your questions if you have them. You know, that's the best way to reach me and, and connect. Um, we do have one just little shameless plug. Uh, we do have a bi-weekly coffee chat, Learning Rebels does. So every other Friday, and you can find that in our events section on uh, Learning Rebels, but it's a free group. It's free to participate. Hmm. Any person, if you're in L&D, you're welcome to join, contribute. We usually start off with a question on the table and then everybody jumps in and adds their stories or experiences or tips about how to answer that that question or address that challenge. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
I think I need to check that out. That sounds it like is fun. fun. <laughs> it is fun. Not this Friday, but I next love Friday. more fun We're in my day. We're talking about creative problem solving here in in a couple of Fridays, so that that'll be that'll be. Fun. I Ooh. I uh, I will be very excited to check that out. I love a good conversation about all things talent. There you go. So, well, I'm I'm glad to know about that. And now, as I mentioned, we have three final questions for you. So at the end of each one of our episodes, we like to end with three rapid fire style questions. Each one of them shouldn't take more than about 60 seconds or so to okay. answer. So what do you think? All right, I'm in. Are Let's you doing it? All right. I, I love it. We got energy. Bring We're going to go with it. First question <laughs> for you. Give us one book that everyone must read and why. Oh, that's an easy one. If if you are in L&D today, the book that has to be on your bookshelf is Designed for How People Learn by Julie Dirksen. Mm-hmm. For sure. If you don't if you don't have that book on your bookshelf, you are negligent in your profession. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad to have it on my shelf. There you go. Yeah, cuz it makes it easy and the good. why behind that is um it yeah. really puts it into layman's terms about how adults learn and what we can do to make them more successful. I think you are right on all fronts. It is absolutely a a worthwhile mm-hmm. read. I think I've I may have read it twice now. <laughs> all right. Second question for you. What is one tool that you can't live without? Ooh, that's a toss up. I'm uh, for communication purposes slack. Oh, sure. I uh, um I don't know what I'd do without it. Um But where I find myself almost every single day, I'd say Canva. Mm. Ah, Canva's a good choice. Yeah, I'd say Canva because um, as being a a business owner, so there's a lot of hats you wear, right? So it's like marketing and blog writing and all those other things. And you've got to create stuff that goes with it. And frankly, Canva makes me look like I know what I'm doing. When, when I <laughs> Canva makes us all look like we know what we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely agree. That's a really good choice. <laughs> okay. Last question for you today. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given is you have a voice, so use it. So when I was like a baby <laughs> in the industry and, you know, you struggle with, oh, there's a lot of people out there talking about the same things I am, especially when you start thinking about being on, you know, participating in conferences and such. You think, what do I have to offer? Trust me. Mm-hmm. You have something to offer. And if somebody didn't in my face say, Shannon, you have something to offer. You have a voice and people are waiting to hear that voice. And that goes for everyone. Mm. Everyone has a voice. So use that voice within your organization. Don't let people talk over you. You know, even if you feel like you have no impact, maybe you are in a position where you don't, that's okay. But you still have a voice that you can use. Practice using that voice. Not If not for this gig, the next one. Yeah, that is terrific advice. I, it's something Absolutely. I think all of us need to listen to because imposter syndrome is a real thing oh. and will keep a lot of people quiet. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. As a matter of fact, I just wrote um, a blog post on that, my personal experience with imposter syndrome. So it's on, that's on my website. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 
another cool. reason to visit your website. <laughs> there we go. But that's true, Aww. though. That was a long time ago when I went up to somebody and I was very awestruck. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to this person. And I was like, well, you know, I... I don't know what I have to contribute to this conversation, but I really wanted to talk to you. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. And she was like, no, you have a voice. Use it. I was like, oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Carry Aww. that with you. I That is wonderful <laughs> advice. Yeah. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom with our listeners and viewers. You are welcome. This was a great conversation. Thank you. You touched well, obviously, on a topic that I feel strongly about, but... You know, it was a fun conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we absolutely want to thank our community for listening and viewing as well. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Our chapter has so much to offer. Go to dcatd.org and choose our community to learn more about our communities of practice, the CPTD study groups, and peer coaching opportunities. Would you like to be even more involved in our wonderful community? Go to dcatd.org and click on Volunteer to get started. 